And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John all right, everyone, it's time for the Weighing In Podcast, where we're going to talk about all of the fights that are coming up. We have got a PFL with Kayla Harrison headlining it. We've got a pay-per-view with the UFC. Great matchups between Izzy Adesanya against Cannoneer and then the rematch trilogy fight, even though one guy's won both of them. It is Volkanovski against Holloway. It's kind of weird, but... I can understand why, because it definitely needs to be done, but that's going to be a great fight. We're going to talk about all of those and a bunch of other stuff happening in the world of combat sports, because that's what we do, Josh Thompson. So it's for me, I think the third fight doesn't feel as weird because the second fight was so close and kind oh, yeah. of controversial. So that's why it doesn't feel so weird. And plus, the, yep. these two guys are the best two guys, you know, in the UFC in that weight class. So I think it's a, I think it's a good rematch. I'm it excited is. to see it. I want to see how Max ends up changing it up a little bit, which would be kind of nice. And I want to see what Volkanovski does differently as well. Um, and I guess the next question is, what happens if Max wins? Oh, what happens? Guess what? They, do they run it right back? That's the question. <laughs> I know, I know. coming your way. <laughs> but do you run it right back? Is it like an, an automatic rematch? Okay, let me ask you this, and this is what it comes down to. Has Volkanovski gone through everybody they've put in front of him? Yeah. All right. Is there anybody that you look at that you could say deserves that shot against Max Holloway more than Volkanovski? I can't. No. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. You know, I mean, right, well, there's, hey, other, there's other guys in line, but we'll talk about that. Before we get into all that, I just had it. I went before. off a little bit on the, the the four fights, and I I got excited, and here I am, you know. Anyways, all right, let's let's talk BFL first. We're gonna draw. We're gonna throw into some PFL. The main event: uh, Kaylin Young versus uh, Kayla Harrison. Uh I mean, ah. well, she got pushed. Kayla got pushed in her last fight. I mean, you know, she was she was dominant. She fought some. I know she was dominant, but she she had a little bit of uh, she had to go through a little bit of adversity, a little bit more okay. of a. Of a push. And then uh, the girl that she fought used to fight in Bellator. And she was tough. You know, uh, Marina. what's her? Uh, Marac- uh, Marina Mocantina. Mocantina. There you go. There you go. It's a long last name. Yeah. Anyways, uh, she's tough. She's got some good yeah. judo, a little bit herself. She's got some good, good wrestling, sambo. a little bit, you know, good sambo stuff. So uh, it was no match for Kayla. But you saw some of the areas that Kayla needed to improve on. And... If you go on Twitter and you go on social media and you follow her, man, people are ruthless. Like oh. you can have, you can have an off. I mean, all, hold it, We've, hold it. All these people yeah. that are so good at what they do and they're, so if they could just annihilate anybody. And yeah. I mean, they, it, it's just like, why can't you just be perfect all the time? Like me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, mean, I say that about people are nuts. Yeah. Oh my God. So. But I just I'm reading the comments this week, you know, under like, oh, you were, you know, you were exposed last fight or you're not that good. I'm like, what fight did you watch? Like she she like, sure, maybe she got pushed a little bit, but uh, she was still very dominant. It was a very one sided fight. And so I don't know what people are watching and what they're expecting. I mean, you know, she gets some finishes early in her career, which she's supposed to be doing, you know, and. She's, I'm sorry, but she, she's making a lot of money. So I don't get, I mean, like for her, if I'm her, I'm like, 
I don't care how I win these fights. As long as I win, because I'm getting paid. That's where she. That's where her mindset should be at right now. The PFL, because we, I don't, I want to say we know 100%, but we have a good idea of what, what, uh, and there was an offer from Bellator. PFL came in and matched it. So they had a match clause. So that, so she, she went back there. She, there was a lot of interest for her to come to, to Bellator to fight Cyborg. She didn't, which, she didn't even have a choice about where she yeah, went. Yeah, she didn't she have a choice wanted, where she went. She wanted to make the switch, and not because she doesn't enjoy the PFL. She lo- she likes the PFL. She wanted to fight Cyborg, and she knew that was the only way that she could do it. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So you got to give it to her. You know, she's she's there to try to you know match up with the best fighters out there. That The PFL can only do what they can do as far as who they can bring. There's only so many women out there, and this is the problem. Caitlin Young. I've known Caitlin for years. She's a good fighter, really good stand-up fighter, tough as hell. She was a 135-pound fighter, then 145-pound. Now it's 155. I mean, it's trying to recycle something here to get Caleb opponents. There's just not a lot of lightweight women fighters out there. And so, you know, it's, it's the entire reason why the UFC, back a long time ago, when we made the weight classes for the unified rules, they said, okay, heavyweight, and then, oh, super heavyweight. And then you know, all the people were trying to say, you know, oh, okay, we'll do super heavyweight. And the UFC goes, we're not even doing that. There's yeah. not any talent there. And you've got to have talent. You've got to have people to match up with each other. And they looked and said, there comes that breaking point where people are just not as athletic. They're just not as, you know, physically you know, accommodating to look at, even if you want, you get, you know, you get a lot of big, heavy guys that, you know, they got carrying a lot of fat. No one really wants to see a bunch of fat. No. Well, in the women, it's not that they're fat. It's just, that they're just not that big. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And John, I, I, str- I struggle with this scenario, with these type of situations, because I want everyone to have a platform to show their skills. Sure. I'm yeah. I'm a big advocate for I love I love watching everyone fight. It doesn't matter what weight class you are. I love watching fights. Period. I just get to this point though where BFL's paying her a lot of money, and I love the fact that she's cashing out. Same thing with Cyborg. She's getting paid a lot of money. I'm sure Amanda Nunes is getting paid a lot of money. Yep. But if you're ever gonna have a crossover weight where fighters fight each other, please just make it this one. Because there's not enough. They're just not. I mean, like, there's no. Like, you're really not jeopardizing. I mean, like, Cyborg's fought yeah, every jeopardy. promote. Yeah, she's fought every promotion, anyways. Yes. So that makes it real simple. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't affect anybody. Now the P. It may affect the PFL a little bit because they're paying. The only one, fist. Honestly, I look at it. The only one that really, I guess, it could affect the UFC with Amanda. But Amanda fought everywhere too. Amanda yeah. fought in Strikeforce. Amanda fought in Invicta. Amanda fought yeah. everywhere. You know. But, yeah, no, it's true. I just. If you're going to have a crossover weight, I wish it would be this one because there's just not enough talent. And then you eventually, they kind of will make each other better. And the iron sharpens iron kind of feel to it. And then eventually, you know, you're going to have maybe one will get a little bit more gains between each event or each fight or whatever it is and mix in some of the other ones. Because I'd like to see Arlene Blancao fight, you know, anyone from any of the females from uh, from uh, the PFL or from the UFC. Mix in those, those fights that are in there. I mean, yeah. it's just not... I, I'm looking at I'm looking at these. What Julia Bud's now fighting at 55. Yep, but she's injured. But she's injured, so she's I mean, injured. that's gotta suck too. So she's out. So this is this is a it's like you have a mixture of these fighters that are in there, but like you said, a lot of them are having being forced to go up. 
yeah. to fight. And it's just not it's just not there. I mean, 115 has proven to be a very exciting weight class, which I was kind of concerned about when it first came around. Because I'm like, eh, now it almost seems like it's a 125 for men. But then yeah. at 115, there's a lot more of them. And you get a little, you get some of those little buzzsaws that come running through there. I mean, they're just tearing it up. And so well, it's, it's made for some fun fights. You know, you can't sit there. And, and it's the one thing. Here's the difference. And I'm going to get... I'm going to get raped on this one, but it's just the truth. Chris McCarthy's going to get you, buddy. (laughs) Be careful. It's the one thing that has separated boxing and MMA when it comes to the women. With MMA, boxing has got two tools, left hand, right hand, two targets, head and body. And when you get into the smaller weight classes with women, it's hard for them to to have the ability to generate enough power to knock their opponent out. And so boxing really got that rap of, hey, you get a light, a very, uh, you get one of the smaller weight women, it's going to go the distance. It's going to go the distance. And many times it did, and that's just the way it is. But at least with MMA, even in the 115-pound division, look, you're not going to see a whole lot of women that have the power to knock their opponent out with their hands. There are those. You know, Rose Namajunas put, you know, Ioana in trouble with, you know, left hooks multiple times when she took her title. She's, you know, but she's also done things with kicks because kicks have a lot more weight. They carry more power. Knees, they're big with the women, carry a lot more weight. They have power. They can, in MMA, there's so many ways for that fighter to be able to end the fight, get rid of their opponent through submission, through knockouts, even if it's not with the hands can be with an elbow, can be with a knee, can be with a kick. That's what makes the 115-pound division really great in MMA with women is they have just nonstop action, tons of energy. They're all in shape. They're all ready to go, and there's so many ways that the fights can, and you can never say, oh, it's going to go the distance. This is true. I mean, I think it was, uh, I think it was an elbow, uh, Whaley, uh, from Whaley to Jessica Andrade that started that whole thing. Oh yeah. That started the downfall. He went knee and then went elbow. Knee to the bodies and it was over. Yeah. So there was some good work done there. And like you said, there's plenty of more options for them to do damage and for them to hurt their opponent than just, you know, padded gloves, you know, bigger padded gloves. It's it's tough when you're in boxing, it's tough, but in MMA, the lighter weights, man, you can get those finishes and that's what makes it really great. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I look for Kayla Harrison to kind of walk through uh, Caitlin Young. I don't know if she'll get a finish because Young is tough off of her back. She's she's not too she's not that great off of her back. She's got a decent stand up, but she but she's good she at may, defending herself for the most part. She is, yeah. So you may end up with someone just holding guard, trying to survive, you know, trying not to take damage and trying to restart every time every round on the feet. That's what you may end up with. Yeah. But I could see Kayla also getting the finish pretty pretty fast as well if she's able to get past that guard if she can get a, if she can get a throw to get past the guard to get to a mount i could see her getting the finish think of think about this kaylin young fought gina carano how long has it been since gina fought yeah it's been a long time i think wouldn't she fight 2007 or 8 somewhere around yeah there? back in her last fight fought. cyborg yeah 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 i mean so. there's all that buzz right now with ronda and gina Gina came out and said, hey, hey. <coughs> she Crazy. fought her back in 2008. Yep. Nine. Oh, sorry. Nine, 2009. Is it yeah. 2009? Sorry, her no, last no, fight no, was no. 2009. That's my mistake. Her last fight was that, but she fought Caitlin Young oh. in 2008. Elite, Elite XC. 
Gina. She's got a new movie out with. Oh yeah, she's like, yeah, she talks. She, did you see? Because because Rhonda came Gina out saying on the board. The, by the way, the, oh, oh see, I do have Gina on the board for later. Oh, okay, all right. Because Rhonda we'll came we'll, out saying the one fight that she would come back for is Gina, and all of a sudden Gina's going, "That eh, could happen." Yeah, <laughs> that's great though. That's great. Fuck yeah. That's All it. right, so to do it. you've got uh, Roy McDonald versus Sadabu Sai. Sai? 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 I think it's Sai. C? C. Maybe C. C? C? C. C. I can't say C. I got to say Sai. I've seen this C guy fight a bunch of times, Spanish. and I still can't remember what his, how you say his last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which is, is this thing does, does not speak well. Is this thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is this tournament eluding Roy McDonald? Eluding him, or like, is it just? Is it just? Is it seem like it's just out of his grasp? Yeah, Ray Cooper. You've got that was the right word, uh, Josh. Right? Eluding is eluding is the right word. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You did yeah. very well there. A plus okay. there, hey. Mister Thompson. <laughs> Jeez, man, you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump through this camera one of these days. Okay? Tech, technology's getting better. I'm telling you, Dude, man. I'm gonna get the first one. To... All, all of a sudden, a right hand comes through. Pip. Yeah. I'm gonna do this, John. Just move your head to your right. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> Wrong way. Like that's like my this, right, John. Like this. Yeah. Ready? Oh, ready? Uh... John. <laughs> oh, that was pathetic. Oh man. That's gonna one, make for a great clip, though. One more. Oh, that's one, great. Ready? Two, one more. One more. Three. That was no, good. No, no. <laughs> Wait, that's Hold the right it. way, you isn't said it? My right. Yeah, that's the right way, isn't this it, Dave? Is my right. Go the other way. Go the other way. That's time. Okay. Oh, because when I slap you that way, his head He's goes the right way. He's slapping this I'm... way. Yeah. Ready? No, it's wrong. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Psh. That is exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. When I way. when I cut this up, you're gonna you're gonna see. Okay. No, 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 no. Hold, Hold on. The right way. Ready? Okay, I'll do it again. Now go the other way, John. <laughs> oh, I love new technology. You can just reach to the camera and smack a hoe. <laughs> oh, there he goes. I had to, oh, I had to get you. You I had to. just you shut Amanda, your whore Amanda, mouth. Amanda tells me she goes. She's like, did someone hurt you when you were younger? Because I was giving her a hard time about her Sooners blowing it in the in the championship game, and she's like, she's like, she's like, who hurt you? Is what she texts me back, you? and I said, who I go, you, you, you and Big John. Now I got thoughts on Texas now too talking shit to me. I said, man, I got three knives in my back from the people I work with all weekend. I said, who do you think hurt me? Oh, I'm being so picked great. on. I am. All right. So Roy, Roy McDonald, he should technically is the better fighter. I think I see him oh. taking this fight to the ground, being able to do whatever over. it is he needs I'm to sorry. do. If he fights smart, if he fights smart, doesn't get carried away in the slugfest on the feet, which he hasn't been doing lately, <laughs> um, then I, I believe I believe that he's just going to walk right through this uh, sigh. Like, you know, and I, I think it's going to come off a couple little strikes right to the ground. Once it hits the ground, should be all Roy. Yeah. I yeah. I don't see any any way that Rory doesn't get by Sai in this fight. He's just better everywhere. Rory's got a good ground game. He's got great ground and pound when he's in the top position. He's got a great submission game. His stand up is clean. It's just when he reaches that upper level that there's those guys that can beat him. And there's guys in 
the PFL, they're going to give him problems. I don't think that Sadabusai is one of those guys. No, I think there's Sorry. only two guys that give him a problem in that weight class. There's only those two guys. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of one of those guys is Ray Speaking Cooper. of one of those guys, he's next. Ray Cooper the third and Brett Cooper. And look, Ray Cooper won it last year. Very impressive knockout. Then he came in, very lackluster performance in his first fight. And so he yeah. needs, I believe he needs a finish to get into the to get into the playoffs. I'm not sure if he's gonna be able to get one. He's got punchy power, he's got an iron, but he just looked flat his last fight. Just Happens. Pop wasn't there. Yeah, it does. It does. But I also, I also, I've said this for the longest time. These fighters that win these tournaments, knowing you're not really a champion, is what they really you're resetting. It's almost like ah, I've already done, I've been there, done that, that kind of feel. Yeah. And so it's like they probably enjoy their million dollars, you know, over the summer, or over the winter, whatever it was when the finals ended, and. And so now it's okay. Now I got to get back to work. Okay, maybe they they started a little bit later. Maybe they let themselves get out of fight shape a little bit more. And you know, and Hawaiians have a tendency to do that. <coughs> BJ Penn, um, <laughs> my BJ brother, Penn. <laughs> BJ Penn. <coughs> um, no, my brother. He, uh, yeah. So this is I can see it happening. I mean, I think I think he's going to end up getting the win. But will he ha- will he have made enough adjustments to get in good enough shape and have the right training? to go out there and finish Brett Cooper, because I believe he's going to need a finish. He can get it. It's a, Brett Cooper is a good fighter, uh, and yeah. Brett's been around for a long time and stuff, but he is susceptible to guys that have power. Uh, that's mm-hmm. just, you know, he, he tends to open up and throw, and when he does, he's available to be hit. Anybody can be put out, especially when you got the power that, you know, Ray Cooper the third has. You, know, you can end that fight at any time. When you look and you go, his last fight, he just didn't look at. You're right. He didn't. And as we say, not every, and this is what makes fighting difficult. Not every, every night is going to be the night that you feel good. Not every night is going to be the night that you're on. And you got to work your way through those. Sometimes you do and sometimes you can't. And then it's a, it's usually a pretty long wait before you get to redeem yourself and come back and put on that good performance. At least here with the PFL, he's, you know, about a month, month out, month and, month and a half out, he's able to come back. And we'll see what he does in this fight. But, you know, he's still the guy that won the tournament last time. And you got to say, overall, he's still the, the guy that, you know, odds on. He's He's got the ability and probably the guy that you would say is the favorite to win it again. Y- yeah. I'm going to go with Magomed okay. Karamov. And, and everyone knows Karamov. I'm a huge Ray Cooper fan. I'm a huge. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't think even he- that, the fight that he beat him in. Look, he he was starting to tail off. He was starting to lose, and Karamov was coming yeah. on, and then Cooper did what Cooper can do yeah. and hit him with a Cooper bomb. And once you hit someone <laughs> with a Cooper bomb, they don't survive. <laughs> Cooper bomb, boom, explosion. No, it was nice. Um, like Speaking of Magomed Karamov, <clears throat> he's uh, he's also up against uh, Seferino. Karamov just needs to use a little bit more of his wrestling. He's falling in love on the feet. That got him yes, in trouble with Cooper. That got him in trouble with Cooper um, last fight. Or when they fought the first, not when they fought in the fight, finals. Yeah. Not last fight. The, when he fought in the finals. Yep. <clears throat> and I'm looking for these guys to be in the finals again. It's just a matter of yeah. Cooper gets the finish. It'll put him in the finals, I believe. Okay. And then Magomed Karamov, he's just got to utilize all of his weapons. Stop. <clears throat> he, so good at wrestling. So good at stand-up. Utilize both, which will open up the knockouts in the stand-up more often if you utilize both. If yeah. you're just con- 
if you're just going to keep it in one direction, you make yourself a one-dimensional fighter, which he is not. It just doesn't make sense. You know, like there's certain fighters that have been able to get a, get away with certain stuff. Khabib being one that could wrestle, wrestle, you know, wrestle. But you have to remember, he yeah, was but his stand-up really... got much better throughout the throughout time. You got to. Do you remember all the times that I was like, I was on Shab's show and I was on other people's show and they were talking to me about how, oh, Connor lights him up on the feet, and I was like, it's not going to happen, man. Well, that's it's because Shab was right. Shab was all over Connor in that fight. Shab knew that Connor oh, was yeah. going to win that fight. Yeah, not a oh, doubt yeah, in his yeah. mind. Well, because everyone kept saying that Khabib's stand-up was so garbage that he wouldn't be able to stand the footwork of of Connor and this. And I said, "Look, man, I've seen it. I've seen what he's done to top-level stand-up guys. Yeah, but no one like Connor. All right, we'll see." So, and I was, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> um, but you got Seferino versus Magomed Karamov. Go ahead, Go give, ahead. You, give yourself time. Ah, oh, man, my back. I just... <laughs> Tap. <laughs> right over right over that right after that that knife i pulled out of there right where that last knife weekend. was at yeah yeah i'm gonna pat uh, on still a little, little sore <clears throat> still a little bit sore from you and amanda and now stots <laughs> son of a bitches <laughs> yes all right so magomed karamov good he's just got i i don't think he's gonna have a hard time on the feet or on the ground with Seferino. but i, I think, think so. that you can't take anyone lightly and i think he's got to utilize all start utilizing all of his tools now start get, getting these fighters to understand that he can wrestle and that he can that he can stand. He and they know what he's good. They know he's good at everywhere. That he's good everywhere yeah. in a fight. But lately, it's been stand, stand, stand. If I have to use my wrestling, I will. But choose not to really. So he's a good fighter. He's definitely one I like to steal and take to Bellator. Him, Cooper, like you said, there's only there's only a, a couple of the guys out of the PFL and female. And you know, I'd like to take uh, Kayla Harrison if we could. If sure. I could make a wish list of fighters from other organizations. Uh, Magomed Karamov would be one and Ray Cooper would be one of them as well. <clears throat> Next. Next you have Al Salawi against a guy who's really good. Magomed Amaltov. Mm. 11 and 0, right? He's good. He's yep. tough. <clears throat> he's not just a wrestler. You know, he does, he's got good wrestling. He's got good stand-up. He does a lot of spinning attacks. He's, he's good everywhere. The, the guy's just well-trained and he's tough. Um, not that Al Salawi cannot beat him. It's possible as far as he's got the skill set to do it. It's not. It's not going to be an easy fight for him, especially if it hits the ground. He's going to have a hard time getting himself back to his feet. But this is actually a really good matchup, and this is in the welterweights. These are two guys that you're looking at to come and be those the next ones. That which one's going to be the one that makes it to those playoffs that gives someone a hard time? Because I'm just telling you right now. Magomed goes against Rory, Rory McDonald. Gets Rory on the on his back. He's going to give him problems. He's yeah. that good there. So interesting. It's just you know this is that new series. Which one of these guys is going to do it? I th I personally believe it's going to be Magomed Amaltov. Are any of these other fights you're interested in? You've got Marina Mahnatina. <laughs> She's fighting uh, Montez. You've got uh, who else is on here? Larissa Pacheco the, versus the, Jenna Fabian. Yeah, Pacheco against Fabian is the one that I kind of look at, kind of have a little bit of interest because Pacheco's done very well against just about every other woman out there except for Kayla Harrison. That's where she gets her losses. So she's fought her twice, I think, maybe three mm -hmm. times, but I, I know twice. And then Jenna Fabian, really good stand-up style, tough, got, you know, power in her hands 
can she get past Pacheco? There's a possibility. She keeps the fight on the feet. If she ends up on her back, maybe she doesn't get, you know, through her. But actually, I want to see what happens in that fight. I really like Jenna Fabian. I yeah. really do. She just has that. She's one. She's a one-dimensional fighter. And her yes. takedown defense is getting a little bit better here and there. You know, and she shows moments of great scrambles. But as she gets tired because she doesn't do it enough, as soon as you get to maybe three takedowns, the scramble goes away and then just settles in on the back. And and that's can't that's the that. that's the downfall. You can't do that. Yeah. <clears throat> She's a better striker than, I would say, probably the majority of these females that are in the PFL. The problem oh, yeah. is if you can't stay on your feet, it doesn't, it doesn't mean doesn't shit. how good you are there. <laughs> so so I have... I, uh, she used to train up here at CSA uh, with Kieran McFitt. Kieran, uh, yeah. So Fitz, used to train with him, Fitzgibbons. I was gonna say McFitzgibbons. It's okay, <laughs> Fitzgibbon. Trying. So, to, I'm um, here to help you. Well, he's got a lot of good fighters that are out of there. Dude, you know, he got guest on. Oh, he's Milano. a great stand-up coach. <clears throat> Gilbert's been going over there. Kerry Melinda's been going over there. Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Adam Piccolotti's been there for a while. Some Adam of the guys Piccolotti from <clears throat> looks some really of the guys good. From Alpha male. Yeah. Yeah, some of the guys from Alpha Male have been coming down and training there as well. So there's a lot of top talent there, a lot of good talent there. So, you know, um, <clears throat> she's not there anymore, but she was there for quite a while. But, uh, yeah, that's a fight I'm definitely interested in seeing as well. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our PFL talk. We're going to jump right into the UFC. And uh, hopefully uh, if you guys listened up and uh, we're going to go into this a little bit differently today. <clears throat> we're going to break down, you know, probably the top main card. And we're going to give you weighing in on the odds when it comes down to the main card. Give you guys some ideas on how we would take the bets. Now, just I want to make sure full disclosure, you guys. When I say, hey, that's a bet I would take, that doesn't mean that I think that fighter's going to win. I look at the odds. John and I are odds looking at the odds going, hey, I will take a chance at that price. Say put 50 bucks down or 100 bucks down to win 250. It just makes sense. So it doesn't mean that we believe that fighter is going to win, but we believe that fighter has a really good chance of getting the upset or dominating the fights. Now, we can also talk about maybe a parlay here and there on fighters I maybe put together to win a little bit more money. Yeah. Uh, but I would I would say, look, Jared Cannonier is in a very similar situation as Johnny Eblen was last weekend. Very. Against someone who everyone considers to be the best middleweight in the world right now, the Gegard's loss and him. It's really just the two of them standing at the top. You've got some other guys that are coming up and that, that are in there, you know. Um, but I look, I look at this fight. And I'm like, this is one of those gotcha fights. It's power, it's, it, power, yeah. power. If a guy can knock people out at heavyweight, he can definitely knock them out at middleweight. This show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag brings you all the great betting odds on MMA, basketball, baseball, football, all of those things. Baseball is in full swing. Basketball and hockey have now come to a close, and we are now headed back into football season, hopefully. But guess what? MMA is year-round, and John and I just so happen to do weighing in on the odds, which will be coming to you here shortly. So go to MyBookie.ag, use our promo code WAYNEIN, hit that little QR code right there. That'll take you directly to our page. Type in that weighing in uh, code, and guess what? We'll give you a little extra spending cash with your first initial buy-in. And there is a pay-per-view this weekend that we are breaking down on weighing in on the odds, so hopefully we can make you guys some money. Jared Cannonier has power. Look, the favorite in this fight is Israel Adesanya, no doubt about it. If you were going to ask me, John, you got to pick one. I'm going with Izzy. 
But does Jared Cannonier have a chance of winning this fight? Yes, he does. And he's got a good fight. Now, the question is, what are the odds? That's what's going to decide which way you would go or not. Yeah, you know, I look at... Does. Yeah, I look yeah, at Jared I would like Cannonier. to know the odds. <laughs> yeah, Jared Cannonier. Let's, let's weigh in on the odds right now on this fight. So, Jared Cannonier versus Izzy Adesanya. Chris. So, if we're looking at the odds... Huge here, you, difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Plus Jared Cannonier, three thirty for Jared Cannonier. Plus three thirty, meaning you will you put a hundred bucks down, you will win three hundred thirty bucks. You know, plus getting your hundred back. If for Israel, you've got to put down four hundred and thirty dollars to get a hundred. Now, there, I'm not again. That's okay, but I always look and say, well, I don't have to put a hundred down. I can put twenty down, and I can parlay things yeah. like Josh is saying. But if I'm going to sit there and I just want to have fun, I'm not trying I'm not trying to get rich here. But if I want to have fun with the fights and just say, hey, it makes it interesting, I can put $20 down on Jared Cannonier mm -hmm. and walk away with close to 100 bucks. I'm yeah. feeling pretty good. Yeah, I would. I mean, for me personally, I'd probably do the 20 or maybe even 50 because I'm stupid when yeah. it comes to that type of stuff. But at mybookie.ag, these are your odds right now. You've got plus 330 for Jared Cannonier. And use our promo code Wayne in or the QR code that Podcast Dave's going to throw up there as well. Izzy is in minus 430, like John was saying. I would risk a little bit of money. I would say 50 for me because the power, like you said, will translate. Not always. Not always does the power translate. But what it does come down to, though, is that that power may put Izzy on his back foot a little bit to make it easier to open up on grabbing the single leg or the double leg or getting in on, on the legs to get a takedown. Now, Jerry Cannonier on top might be able to do some work. You know, we saw when Izzy is finally put on his back, there's a couple little escapes he has. But I think the I think the Jan Blahovich fight, I think that showed a lot of these fighters. Not I know that Jan's a lot bigger. Let's not get into this argument about how, you know, but Jan is a boxer kickboxer boxer he's not a wrestler and i know he's bigger but he was able to take izzy down pretty much at will i mean he struggled a couple times here and there he's carrying a lot of weight he was able to get the takedowns jared cannonier has fought at heavyweight he's fought at light heavyweight and now he's at middleweight making a title run i don't always agree with john when it comes like hey sometimes your power doesn't translate with dc when he was at light heavyweight his power didn't translate he had a lot more power at heavyweight yep okay but he also had a lot more weight on so that's the thing. Jared Cannonier has put, you know, he's brought his weight down. He's leaned out. He's trimmed out. He looks phenomenal. He fights hard. He's got, he's got power, but we've seen him have power in this weight class. So he's got power and he's also got, he's got decent wrestling and he's, he puts things together with his aggression. I think if, I think if he's able to get takedowns early, okay, if he can get, say, one takedown, throw the hard shots, get a takedown, at least threaten the takedowns, make easy concern about it, slow him up just a tiny bit. I think he's got a good chance of stealing, you know, a, a couple rounds and dragging this into the rounds three and four. If he can get into rounds three and four with takedowns, John, the takedowns will start to potentially come easier like how they did with Jan. Now, I think it could end up changing the game a little bit. We'll see. Look, the over-under on this is minus 115 both ways, but it's at four and a half. At four and a half rounds, it's a minus 115 for the over, four and a half for the under at minus 115. I would go the under again. I would sit there and say, Izzy can definitely end this fight, and Cannoneer can definitely end this fight. I'll take the chance with that. Got it. Yep, well, that's our weighing in on the odds on the main event for the UFC. Let's go ahead and break down on the next fight, and we're going to give you some weighing in on the odds for that one as well. You've got oh. Max Holloway versus uh, Alex Volkanovsky. John, this is one of those fights, though, 
when I go to my bookie, when Dave pulls up this those is. odds, when when I go to these, when I go to this fight, it should pretty much be even, which it kind of is. It's a, it's a what is that an eighty or a sixty plus one sixty minus two hundred? Yep. <sighs> I don't know, man. I get, I get nervous because you know, yeah, you know what like both of them you. bring to the table. You know what both of them bring Max. to the table. <clears throat> you get. I, I would go with Max. And I, you told me I will never bet against Alexander Volkanovsky again. I, <laughs> I wouldn't put my own money down on this fight, though. Just to be honest, I'm just being honest now. Yeah, I, I, don't, I love it. I'm not betting against. I'm not betting against. I'm just telling you guys to bet against him. <laughs> uh, I would go with Max on this at plus one sixty. I mean, I'd probably throw down. I, you could say arguably he won the second fight, but I think yep. Volkanovsky is that type of fighter. He comes back and makes those little tweaks, those little adjustments. He didn't know how Max was going to fight him the second fight. And he doesn't know how Max is going to fight him this time. But I think Max took away f some things from that second fight and realized he could do some, do some things that will be a problem for Volkanovski. Now, how much of a problem? We don't know. You know, because Volkanovski proved in the first fight, the late kicks are there. And then Yair Rodriguez proved again that the late kicks are there. So they're still there to be had. Unless he makes that style change, his stance change, it's going to end up causing problems for him. And I think Volkanovski is going to go back to some of the leg kicking, inside leg kick, outside calf kick, you know, mix in a couple head kicks to keep Max's hands loyal. But when I'm looking at these odds, John, I'm going to tell people, I'm going to go ahead and bet on the Max Holloway fight. I probably won't put a hundred bucks down, but I mean, I'll put probably 50. I would do probably 50 for that fight, win a little money and then move on to the next fight. This is one of those fights. that's just too close to call when I'm looking at it, John. I agree with you. I understand exactly what you're saying. But as you said, and I think I said too, I'm never I'm never betting against Alexander Volkanovsky again. Okay. Yeah. He's too good. And he only gets better and he does adjust what he's doing. And I take a look at it and I go, in my opinion, Max put on a beautiful performance in the second fight. Now, so did Volkanovsky, you know, as part of it. But the fight that Max had with Calvin Cater, that's the fight that he needs to beat Volkanovsky. I think he beats anybody if he performs at that level. If he performs like what he did when he beat Yair, he's not going to beat Volkanovsky. And so I'm asking Max to be that guy that reaches again to that point, that level. I'm asking a lot. I would go with Volkanovsky on this. You would go with Volk. I would go with Volk. I because it's funny Volk. you. It's funny you said the um if you the way he looked against Volk the second fight versus the way he looked against Jair and this and that. It's funny because the way he looked against Cater. Do you recall what Volkanovski said after that fight? He's like, funny. No. He never looks that good against me. Yeah. It has to do with the opponents. Sure it does. That's, that's my whole to. point. That's why I said. Yeah. I believe that for Max to get the win, he's got to have that type of performance that he had against Calvin Cater, which was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, he couldn't miss. Could he, I mean, could he do that against Volkanovski? Absolutely. He definitely could. He's that good. It's just, you're asking a whole lot and, and, what? and you're asking him to beat a guy that like Volkanovski is, he is special. First off, he's fucking dog dirty tough. Yeah. He's strong as hell. He's fast. He doesn't mind getting hit. He will not quit. He's one of those guys that's unbreakable. He's got a lot of the attributes you go, yeah, that's why he's a champion. Yeah. Dave, pull up the mybookie.ag um, odds again on that fight. 
Now, knowing that they are both, because you just said, and I, I agree with you, is Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway, knowing that they've already fought twice, I would go with the over, okay? Yeah. Knowing that's going to go five rounds. Yeah, you would, both think, of them it, have you would no think it quit. does. You yeah, you would it think does. it does. But would you risk the minus 250? Yeah. If yeah, I, 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 don't, I, believe- I can't bet, and that's why it's at a minus 250 compared to a plus 195. You know, they're saying, oh, here. You know, here's here's money for you to you know to bet the under. Mm-hmm. Could it end? Sure. All it takes is one good shot. But they're both so good and they're both so tough and they both will not quit that you look and you go, I see it going the distance. Absolutely. I don't see look, I saw Max in his last fight take a lot of damage to the legs when he fought uh Yair. And yeah. Volk's gonna kick probably that much as well. It just I don't know That's if it's gonna have the, the same effect. Fight. That's what he did in the first fight. I don't know if it's gonna have the, as much effect and damage because Yair, Yair's got some of the best kicks in the game. And um, when you talk about the boxing aspect of it, sure Volk can knock him out, but Max has got one hell of a Hawaiian chin. Oh, you know, and and then Max same thing with Volk. Volk's got one hell of a chin as well that we saw in the Brian Ortega fight. That he's obviously not someone to really tap. He'll go to sleep before losing his title. Volkanovski will. So will Max be able to catch him in a submission? I think if he does, it'll have to be in transition. As something happens, he catches him with an arm bar or something along those lines. But I don't really think that's going to happen either. So I'm going to take the over on that at the minus 250, you know, and, you know, about my hundred bucks. Yep. And I, cause I believe I, I'm pretty confident. You have certain fighters when they start to know each other very well. They know what they can get away with and what they can't. Now that they like, and I have to speak from experience with the Gilbert fights. You know, understanding that, like, there was really no submission threat from Gil. Okay, maybe a sweep threat, but no submission threat. Wrestling threat, knockout threat was there. There was more prevalent there in the earlier rounds versus in the later rounds. And I remember, you remember those feelings. You remember what what his power was. You remember how how fast he was on the ground. Those are all things you carry with you into your into your next training camp for that same opponent. So I think these two know each other too well. They know what yep. they can get away with. This going to go going into round eleven, Josh. <laughs> going into round eleven. This is that's. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. I, I've yeah, been there, done that. Anyways. Yeah, you've been there, done that. <laughs> All right, Jay, uh, let's see. What other fights on that card there, buddy? Rafael Dos Anjos, RDA, is coming no. in there. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, Sean I'm sorry. Strickland Sean versus... Strickland. That's yep. the one. I love this fight. This is the fight that I made. I'm claiming it. <laughs> I said long before they put it together, you need to put Sean Strickland against Alex uh, Perea. And... It came to fruition. They listened and they followed, and that's why they're so goddamn good. You know, I actually had Mick Maynard. I was on the phone with Mick Maynard the other day, and he's like, "Hey, what fight should I put together?" I said, "You know what? The Strickland fight, Pahea fight, good stuff." Do it. John do was it talking to me about it. Do I it did. For I said, John, "Do it for please. John. Throw the Thank old you. dog a bone." That's what we Thank did. You we threw much. you a bone, buddy. Sean Strickland did a lot I'd... of his training with uh, Johnny Eblen this fight. Johnny Eblen looked great, so I expect Sean to look great. Um, but the question is, will Sean Strickland wrestle? Or is he a knucklehead? So. Will he stand? He'll tell you he's a knucklehead. No, we know he that. He tells everyone. He goes, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean is who he is. But Sean will not back down. He will go after Alex. He will fucking talk the entire time. Yeah. I love the I love the matchup. I think it's great. Obviously, Alex has got power in his hands. He's a great kickboxer. He's got multiple wins against very good kickboxers he was a stud there experience wise in mma it's a little bit less 
you know, Sean obviously has a lot more experience when it comes to the MMA. Not that, you know, he's got a ton when it comes to kickboxing and everything. But look at look at the odds, dude. It's even. Yeah. That's why this is such a good fight. I'm taking Sean Strickland the whole way. Yes. Yes. That's my man. When you when you when you have a kickboxer fighter like Alex Pahab, and nothing obviously he's an extremely talented kickboxer. It's not the same sport. And we saw in his last fight when he I can't remember who he fought, but in that fight, John, every time he got flurried with shots, he didn't take them very well. He got pushed his back to the fence. He took some big shots in that fight. He's got a hell of a chin. Yep. But he took some shots. Sean Strickland will not let up. He nope. will be there in the second and the third round, just walking, trying to walk through your punches. Now, he may get knocked out. Well, but in this sport, he can threaten wrestling. He can threaten clinching. He can do all of these things to slow Pahea down. And I think that Sean Strickland's not a dumb person. He may tell you he's stupid. He may tell you that he's a knucklehead, which he is all of those things probably. If he's telling you, when people tell you things about themselves, you listen. Okay, so he may be all of those things. All right, but I honestly believe that he will fight a smart fight. He understands how close that title shot is. He gets it. Yes, he does. He wants to be, he wants to be the spoiler in this. So at mybookie.ag, use our promo code Wayne in. I would go with Sean Strickland at the minus 115 because they're even odds, minus 115 and minus 115 for Alex Bahia. I would take those chances, and I would go with Sean Strickland. I look at it this way. One of the things that, that slows Sean down, and it, it, it kind of slowed him down a little bit in his last fight, is guys that are looking to take him down, guys that are looking to put him on his back. He has to slow his progression in the stand-up down. He doesn't take the same chances. He's he's a little more calculated. He doesn't have to worry about that in this fight. No. Alex no. is not going to try to take him down. So he can go out there and say, we're going to bang. Let's see who does it better. That's who Sean Strickland is. So I love this fight. I think it's great. And I love the next fight, which was brought up. Because of, I think it was Misha Tate and Lauren Murphy uh, pulling out. But you've got Robbie Lawler against one of my favorite fighters to watch in Brian Barbarena. That's going to be a good fight. That's going to be fun. That's going to be what I call a banger's brawl. It's awesome. Brian Barbarena just brings it. Robbie yeah. wants to be on his feet and stand and bang. Guess what? That's what we're going to see. This entire, you know, you, that main card is awesome. Just awesome. I'm surprised. Is Sean O'Malley on that? Is he on the main card? He should be. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, Sean's I, higher up. My understanding is that Sean and Pedro Munoz are up here because they're on the poster. They're on the poster as, as the behind well, yeah. Volk. I, I, I think, I think this is what you have. I think you have, this is your five fights on your main card. Sean O'Malley is one of yeah. them. He may be above. Yep. Yeah, It may be that the Robbie Lawler, Barbarina fight starts it off which mm -hmm. sounds good to me but o'malley's <laughs> definitely going to be on the the main card well let's get back to barbarena because in mybookie.ag against with our promo code weighing in i'll give you the odds right now but you got barbarena versus robbie lawler barbarena minus 110 and robbie lawler is a minus 120 mm -hmm. john that's that's a close fight but that's when even. i look at i know that's when you look even. at when you look at robbie lawler am i gonna get the robbie lawler that that had uh, had a gas tank and was motivated against Nick Diaz. Or am I, what Robbie Lawler am I going to get? Because he talked about it afterwards. Nick motivated him. 
Does yep. Bob Marino does Bob Marino motivate him enough to get him flowing? He's done everything, man. The guy's been. I remember when he got signed. I was there when he got signed. <laughs> we got both got signed the same time. I mean, I watched him fight back in the. In, I don't know if it was King the Cage or what the name of the promotion was back in the day. <laughs> Anyways, because Kelly Delonte was on that on that card as well, and I was like, man, who is this young? He was a good looking kid, by the way. He had, he had a little bit of an afro at the time, yeah. You know, uh, and then he fought in Hawaiian style shorts, and man, he had power. He came out there, he starched, oh, landed Showwater, landed Showwater. I remember lost. that fight. Yeah, he starched him in like nineteen seconds or twenty seconds, and. Kelly Delonte was up next, and he goes, he's like, oh, shit, I didn't even warm up. Oh, Dude, he's like, I thought the fight was going to go longer. Robbie was hitting the mitts in the back. He was hitting him real casual. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, I was like, oh, man, this kid looks good. He's got, looks like he's got his hands tight, da, da, good kicks. Goes out there. It's like, boom, boom. Lennon Showalter went straight. His hands went straight. Started to, as John likes to say, posture. His body started doing a V up. I was like, oh, this poor kid. Didn't know what the hell hit him. Done. Robbie Lawler's been around for a long time. And when you get to this level of being around that long, you've got to get the fighters that motivate you. Does uh, Brian Bart uh, Barbarina motivate him enough to get him to go out there and gunsling it? Now, he's always been a gunslinger, but was he motivated enough now to let his hands fly? Because there's times where he's got it in him. He just fights one of those rolling kind of fights where he's always slipping, but then not yep. countering or slipping and slipping and then, then countering once or twice. But not with a lot of power, just touch, touch. Kind of that Nick Diaz style, Nate Diaz style, where just touch, touch. No, I hit you a little bit. Okay, now I'm going to hit you harder. Now I'm going to hit you a little bit harder. That's kind of Robbie took that on a little bit towards the end of his career. I want to see if he if he comes out and tries to get him out of there. But I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, who, who are you taking on? In an even fight like this, and I don't like, and I like, I like Robbie a lot. I'm not taking the fight. I'm not betting on this fight. That's just me. <laughs> I'm not betting on I this fight. It. I like both but guys. Just, would you take but, would you take the under, John? Ah, uh, yeah, I would. It's two and a half. So it's saying you're you're either saying this is gonna go the distance or it's gonna end before. Now look, yeah. Brian Barbarina is he's tough and he'll take shots and everything. You can only take so many shots if Robbie's landing. Yeah. And the one thing about Barbarena is he doesn't really go for takedowns that much. He really does like to, to engage in the stand-up that's not the usually the road to success mm. if you're going to beat robbie lawler the road to success is put him on his butt make him fight trying to get back to his feet and uh i don't know i just look at it i think it's a great fight i am i would definitely if i'm looking at it and say you know going to the under at plus 155 is probably where i would go but I'm going to go with Robbie Lawler since I've known him forever. Minus 120. I'm going with uh, that's, that's That's a friendship bet. <laughs> Damn straight it is. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I get it. I understand. But that's why I don't bet on my friends. <laughs> so I just don't do it, man. It and look, I, I, think, I think he's got, I'd say he's got more of a chance to win than Barbarina. So if I was going to bet, I'd bet on Robbie. But, um, but it would be, it would be, I I don't put maybe like 30, 50, 50 bucks, something like that. Maybe I I just wouldn't do it. It's there. He's my friend. I like him a lot. Okay, All right, last kid. one. Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz. 
Well, let's go. This what is, is a, what is what does mybookie.ag say about these odds? So mybookie.ag with our promo code Wayne Shot O'Malley what? way up there as a minus two ninety complete compared to Pedro Munoz as a plus two thirty. Whew. I tell you what, but, they've got the over under at minus one fifteen on both. I think it's not I don't think the fight's gonna end. I think it's gonna go the distance. I'm mm. just being honest. Mm. I think Pedro's going to have a hard time touching Sean a whole lot. Sean's got a lot of length. Pedro's going to wing shots at him. He's going to, if he, if it does go to the ground, O'Malley's very good on the ground. Pedro is very good on the ground. I think they neutralize each other for the most part. It's a matter of how does O'Malley use his footwork to stick and move and use that length. He's got a great advantage in the length. You know, you, you talk all the time about, Tall, long, and lanky. That is Sean O'Malley, and he's got speed. And if there's one thing that has caused Pedro problems in the past, it's guys that can stay on their feet and have length on him and can pick him apart. Take a look at the Dominic Cruz fight. You know, and Sean's got more length than Dominic Cruz. So I, I just look at it. I agree that Sean should be the favorite. It's tough to say because Pedro is just a stud fighter and, and a great uh, it's been great in the sport all this time at Bantamweight, but there comes that point where is that switching, and it, I'm not sure if this is it or not, but I think I would take Sean. John, I'm putting the bag on Sean O'Malley. I'm okay, putting. I'm betting the house. I'm there betting the house. I'm betting it all. The, we saw when uh, Sean O'Malley fought the kid with the green hair, Chris... Uh, uh, um, I can't Tino remember. or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. So the kid took a lot of shots. Oh. Pedro's chin is is not the greatest anymore. He still gets a little bit here and there, but he's predominantly a boxer. He doesn't kick a lot, okay? And in this situation, in this fight, had he kicked a little bit more and he used a little bit more wrestling, I would say, you know what? I'll go with that. Who do you fight? Chris Matino. Matino. Yeah. Okay. I got you. All right. I'm just making sure the last <laughs> name was pronounced correctly. Okay. Okay. Didn't want to do Chris, anything bad for him. Yeah. Chris got took it. a ton of shots. And so when I look at that, when I when I look at that fight, when I look at this fight with uh, Pedro, and I look at with uh, Sean, pull up the odds, please, at mybookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne in. When I'm looking at this, you have Sean at minus two ninety. I'm betting the bag. I mean, I think he's he's going to use the range, and I'm also going to go even deeper. I'm betting the under. I think he gets him out of there. Wow. I think the speed, the sure reach. Because Pedro Pedro is predominantly a boxer. He doesn't really mix it up a whole lot. He cuts off the cage and tries to land the big shot. And now if he does land, I think, you know, Sean could be in some trouble. I don't know if he – I don't think he'll be in enough trouble to get finished. Sean's good off of his back. He could just fall to his back he and say, okay, come into my guard. You know, and he could play the grappling game with him if he wanted to. So I don't think Sean – I think Sean has the potential of rocking him and finishing him from from all different different ways. I'm going to bet the house on, on Sean. I'm going to go – I'm going to go, I'll bet the 290 to win my 100. Shit, I might even bet, you know, 600 to win two, to, to win Ooh. 200 or whatever. Yeah. Look at you, look so at I might, you daddy yeah. Warbucks. I might even do that. I might even do that. And then I'm going to go with the under on this too. I'll bet 120 or whatever, 115. Is it minus 115 on the under? Minus I think Sean gets him out of there. The long wow. push kicks up the Dave, middle. Dave, the push kicks up put, the face. Put, put that record back up there. I want to show Josh something here. His Records record. don't mean shit when you're. When Sean you're, O'Malley. <laughs> No, no, no. Go, go, go to the people he fought. Yeah, I sorry. want you to see this because he fought 
Paiva, right? Mm-hmm. Good fighter, not a great fighter. No. Okay, just lost his last fight. Fought Montino. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough as hell. Yeah. But lost all his all his fights in the UFC and, yeah. and he's Almeida. Not the same after fighter. the Cody Garbrandt. Exactly. Not the same after the Cody Garbrandt. Not the fight. same yep. after Cody Garbrandt knocked him out. <clears throat> and then you look, and there's the one. You're going to mm-hmm. take a look at the level of fighters that Sean O'Malley has has fought. Yeah. There's one in there that you go. He's a, this is a guy that is in that top level. Yeah, and that's a loss to Marlon Vera. Well, guess what? This is his first fight against another guy that you could say, eh, top level. Yeah. Do you recall that fight all, though? Which one? Do you recall that Vera? fight? How he lost? He basically lost because yeah. of leg kicks. Chito kicked the shit out of his legs. Pedro's not a leg kicker. Maybe he changes it but for this I, fight. I agree with you. And I and I'm saying I take say that I again. Take Sean say O'Malley. that again, John. That's like vinegar coming out of your mouth. Say it again. <laughs> I do. I, I agree with you. He's he's a, he's more of a boxing centric yeah. style in the stand up, and uses his jujitsu when it goes to the ground. I think that they're. I like I said. I think their ground is kind of kind of gonna you know basically wash each other's out. I think that if, as looking at this, I agree. I go with Sean, but it's not going to be that easy. And I, I'm not too sure that he gets rid of him. I think I do think that it goes the distance. I'm not saying, John, that it's going to be easy. I'm saying this is that Pedro's going to come up. You're short saying on he's a lot getting of rid of him. I'm saying he's going to. He's he's, he's I think he's going to get rid of him. But I, okay. I'm, what I'm saying is that Pedro's going to come up short on a lot of shots, which means he's going to okay. have to start lunging to get in there on the boxing. I agree. And in with that, that boxing, in that boxing, lunging, trying to reach and get in on Sean because you the can speed make is definitely going to be caught. a factor. Sean's faster. Sean's longer. All of those things lead to a position of now you start chasing. Now you start reaching and that's how you get knocked out. I'm thinking in that position he, and Sean doesn't need to have a ton of power. He just got to catch him while he's coming in, coming in, him coming in and him delivering the shot Add leads to, to knockouts. Now, Pedro yep. can also just play it safe. Like, look, I'm not going to chase you. I'm going to make you wait for you to come to me. He could do that as well. I, I don't think he will though. Pedro's someone that stalks after you and tries to land the big shots. He'll throw combinations, but it's always pretty much boxing. I'd like to see him throw some kicks. He's got good kicks. He just doesn't utilize them enough. He gets caught up into the boxing. He's going to reach. He's going to lunge in. He's going to get frustrated, I think, with the young guy talking shit. You know, maybe in the cage, doing whatever it is. It's going to happen. <laughs> and I, I think it's going to lead to Pedro getting finished. All right. We're going to see. That's my opinion. I like Pedro. All right. Well, hey, that's that's our waning on the odds for the main card. Of the UFC, what is this? UFC two seventy six, two seventy six. So, some great undercard fights. There are some not, great undercard. We're fights. not going to talk about done. these right now, but Brad Riddell against Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner is John. on a roll right now. What? Sorry, you said you're not going to talk about the fights. Well, I, no, odd wise. We're not oh, odd okay, wise. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just making <laughs> sure. Like- yeah. Uh, Jim Miller against you know Cowboy. We talked about that. That's a perfect matchup. I think it's great that they're going against each other. Ian Gary's going to get a real guy against Gabriel Green, a very tough individual. I the Uriah Hall versus Andre Muniz. Look, Muniz is the dude that broke Jacare's arm. That dude is a submission master. Now Uriah, Uriah Hall, a guy great on his feet, but tends to kind of shell up and not do things when he's got someone that can take him to the ground and he doesn't want to hit the ground. So you're looking at it. 
which Uriah Hall are we going to see? It's really the question of it. But overall, great card. I'm you, Jessica I versus uh, Macy Barber. That's yeah. going to be a good fight. Jessica is going to come forward, try to get up in her grill. Macy Barber is going to push back, potentially get a couple takedowns. Can she take Jessica I down? That's the question as well. Can she control her on the bottom? That's another question. Macy Barber looked good her last fight. You know, she's yep. come, she's she's making a couple of adjustments. She's trained, she's at a new camp, I believe now, right? She was somewhere else, and then she now is, or maybe she's always been with, she's alpha male. Wasn't she at I with think alpha she's male? alpha male, yeah. Okay, maybe, I thought, I don't know. I, may, I'm getting, maybe I'm getting her confused with someone else. But look, she looked good. I thought she looked good her last fight. So, um, you know, and then look, I, I don't want to skim over the Jalen Turner and, and Rydell fight. That's going to be a great fight. Great fight. Jalen Turner's long, tall, long, and lanky. He's got power. He's gotten way better at defending takedowns. He's also gotten better off of his back. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry better. about takedowns with Brad Riddell. Yeah, I understand that. I do. And like you said, but now that does, what that does, John, is what? That opens it up for both of them just to live free. Yep. You know, like, hey, let's let it all fly. So, yep. And Riddell, is, he's fantastic on the feet. Man, yes, his fight with Fazeev was just yep. insane. These guys, there was not a moment where nothing, like they were just throwing heat the whole oh, time. Yeah. And it was a great fight, man. I go back and watch that fight occasionally here and then I'm like, geez, ugh. Like the, yeah, the way they were those, mixing it up. Those are the ones when you see, you hear the shots land and you're going, ow. You're like, I don't miss fighting at all. <laughs> you know, and these guys are in my fucking weight class. I'm like, ugh, fuck, <laughs> no, no way. Anyways, no that's going to be a barn burner of a fight, and that's I think that that is the fight that's going to be headlining the the prelims, and then of yep. course Jim Miller and and Donald Cerrone. This is a legacy fight. It really is Great. one of those fights where you know Donald Cerrone's beaten Jim Miller before in the past, and now it's a chance yep. for Jim Miller to get it back. And and I'm I'm happy they were able to get this fight together because Cerrone was supposed to fight last week, didn't yep. happen because uh, Joe Lazon ended up. Uh, hurting his knee in the like yeah. the week of that knee locked up. Like that. Yeah, no, knee locked up. Day of the, the, the day of the weigh-ins, weigh day before wow. the fight. That's insane. That's old man was, shit right there. I think it was, was a day off, or and then it the was the day of the weigh-ins. Yeah, yeah, he just and, weighed and, in, and he went to put his the shoes day, back on. And the day of the fight, the last time Cerrone got yeah, sick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. got it. Uh, other than that, hey, that's pretty much gonna wrap up our uh, our UFC talk on these uh, prelims and on the undercard there. But hey, this is going to be a good card. So if you guys are thinking you're on this, you're on kind of that weighing back and forth whether you should get it or not because it is pay per view. This dish is a good up one. the money, baby. Get Just it. dish it up. You get Gotta it. Get this this could be a good card. Uh, the main card is fantastic. If, yeah, even, the main even card's the prelims, which you get to see for free, they're they're great too. Some really interesting matchups on here. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our talks, Dave. Let's get into some news. All right. Hey, so um, the first story I do have here um, is from Gina's um, interview on Joe Rogan. I don't know if you guys saw Gina Carano on Joe Rogan yet. Um, there is a separate thing that I do want to um, play for you guys. It was actually like an excerpt from, from the podcast, and it was Joe Rogan talking about judging. First, though, we'll do this story, and then I'll hop to from, that one before we hop what back. podcast? Joe Rogan and Gina Carano. Okay, but you were saying for talking about the judging. They were talking yeah, about judging? Joe Rogan did, and I wanted to... Okay. He, he made a comment, and I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to play it and get Big John's reaction okay. to it. But first, I want to do this story and then hop to that. It's kind of out, okay. of, the, out of the lineup here, but um, we'll Got do it. this first. So the first okay. story is um, Gina Carano um, talked about the fight with Ronda and how close it 
how close it got. Did you guys listen to this interview at all? No, I didn't yes. listen to okay. it. I remember so, the interview, but I also remember when that fight was trying to be put together, and I know exactly what happened. Was yes. she, was, wait, Dave, was this recently she was on Joe Rogan? Yesterday. Yesterday. So this is a new interview, John, not the yeah. old one. Oh, okay. I did not see yeah. that then. Yeah, because she was on, she was on, she was uh, on right his... after when they were trying to cancel her. She okay. was on Rogan. And then, uh, like, around that time, I Good believe. And then this is a new one, I think, because now that this all happened, this is a new one. Yeah. So um, so Gina was telling the story of how the fight was supposed to come to be. Um, and she said that she... Dana had basically... Dana and Lorenzo offered her a million dollars to fight Ronda. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, sounds good. Let's Just give go. Give me time. Give me time and uh, yep. don't talk about the fight. And then she That's said... Right. Um, Immediately after, Dana basically went out and started doing interviews saying, I've got Gina and Ronda. They've both agreed to it. It's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then that ticked Gina off. Gina basically said, this is super disrespectful. Uh, did I told she you, talk, did time. she talk about the uh, text that Dana text, mistakenly yeah. sent to her? That was the last. Nah. Yeah, that was in the last show. She, I don't think she talked. Yeah, she talked about it, I think, in the last time that they were there. Um, she also made comments about how when... Um, when once when she got cancelled from Disney, she Dana hit her up about um getting in touch with Ben Shapiro to go and work over there in a movie. So I think maybe it seemed like she um you know based on what I've heard about her and Dana's history and and not being great, it seemed like she was a bit more kind of easy on it this time because she maybe didn't she maybe appreciates the support that he offered um when she got cancelled. So uh, it definitely came across like she wasn't trying to attack him but um necessarily that she was more just telling a story of what happened okay. she is one of the most stand-up people you're gonna meet in the game in the world she is one of those people that until you get to sit down and chat with her she's genuine she's she she means what she says and she'll do whatever the hell she wants and that's what i love about her she don't care <laughs> she like she oh you're gonna cancel me because i i'm political on my on my social media I don't think it's wise to be political on your social media. I went through it for a while and I was like, man, this is addicting in terms of in a negative way. My life changed once I got off of there talking shit like, you know, to people about whatever was going on in other countries or whatever was going on here. Just get off. I look at fighters that are on there all the time and all they do is post shit about politics. I'm like, dude, I was there for like, say, a couple months. It was a miserable. It was miserable. I hated I hated it. I was going through life. Just. Yeah. Screw you, and, and it was just seemed like you couldn't you couldn't get past someone without bringing it up. It's just such a negative way to live, and I hate it. It's just ugh. I get on social media, I started unfollowing everyone that just is all they do is post about you know uh, political stuff. The only person I haven't been able to get rid of because I like him, he's an OG, is is Nate Corey. And I should though, I should block him or delete him or <laughs> unfollow him or whatever. But I like the guy, man. He's a nice guy in person. Um, but look, this fight, John, uh, this this conversation. She's one of those people that she still she still remembers what happened with the Dana stuff, but oh, yeah. she also is someone that you know. Hey, like she won't bring it up unless you bring it up, and she's she's someone that can also move on with her life, and we've seen she that as it. of now. She gets past things, so um, but she's a stand up person. She knows uh, that she really doesn't. I don't think she really needs to work. She's made quite a bit of money throughout her career. You know, um, her her dad played in the NFL for years. She, I don't. I don't her think dad that owns she's. A casino. Yeah, her dad owns a casino. She's not exactly like someone that is like, hey, whatever. I'm happy. How much money do you really need to be happy? And I think she's at the stage where like, you need a certain. Like Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. If you have sixty to eighty thousand dollars, 
if you're making $68,000 a year, the rest is gravy after that. Sure, we'd all like to have more, but realistically, you can go to a movie whenever you want. You can have dinner whenever you want, you know, within your means. You know, you can live a lifestyle of happiness. You don't, you know, everything outside of that is like, oh, I have to live on a lake like Big John, or I got to live on a big tin can on a farm on somewhere a like Big John. Yeah, you don't live anymore. <laughs> you can live in a big, big tin can in a, on a farm somewhere I'm with out, chickens. I'm out sweating my ass off every day doing freaking manual labor digging holes and shit it wouldn't matter where you lived miss mccarthy would have you out there every day doing manual labor that's it doesn't matter where you live you can live in the city she's like you know what the concrete out on the street needs to be fixed go, go out up. there go break it up go throw it in the dumpster man talk about Close. slave labor in that household Ooh, she has she man. has no mercy miss mccarthy none none and then and, and then she thinks everything's so easy oh you can yeah. do it well, I mean, you were a referee for like 25 years, so you had the easiest gig in the world. So, I mean, it's time <laughs> you started true. putting in some real work. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Thank you, Dave. Guy, this guy. I will get you back. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Says right. the guy I, who his, his wife ordered a mail order husband was just a <laughs> day showed up. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. She brought him over from Scotland. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Well, go ahead, John. I, I take a look at this whole thing with Gina. Like, as you said, Gina is awesome. I've known her for a long time. She's a sweetheart of a person. She's uh, she's gorgeous both inside and out. And uh, if she wants to fight, great. I see what she said as far as, oh, it could happen. You know, you know what that means? Could not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just the way to look at it. And But she's smart enough to keep it out there, keep her name out there, keep, you know, do the whole thing. She mm -hmm. just had her movie with uh, Donald Cerrone come out, the Terror on the Prairie thing, and that was through the Ben Shapiro and the awesome. Daily Wire. They're the people that put the money behind that. And if Dana had any part of that, way to go, Dana. Like that you are there to help people out like that. And so, you know, whatever she wants to do, if she ends up fighting uh, Rhonda, I would watch. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. Um, that's one thing. Two is Gina she made it very clear that she's like, look that no matter whether you got me hooked up with Ben Shapiro or not doing business with you is probably not the best idea after the Texas and the other comments, and, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and, and just say, and, and people, no matter what you say, Dana White's still a promoter and <laughs> promoters, it doesn't matter which promoter you're talking about. All of them, you've got to be like, everyone knows that promoters have that name for a reason. They're always looking to promote the next fight, you know? And she, he, he he saw when Ronda did that, or you know, like he's he's trying to work his way back in there because if there ever was an opportunity for him to throw another fight, because Gina can't Gina Ronda can't fight anywhere else. She can't fight anymore still, with the UFC. She's still she's under, under contract. contract. She's still under contract yeah. with the UFC. She even yeah. if she's retired, you guys. And I don't. She's still, I don't think. I don't think Ronda. Honestly, I don't think Ronda would want to fight anywhere but in the UFC. I think that, she'd yeah, want it to be there. Yeah, I, exactly. I, and what I'm saying though is that could you see this fight on like a on a triller you know what i mean like that's one of those could you see it in one of those type of promotions could you see it or i, I don't know where you would do it but i mean how would you see it all happening like I, i'd have to be in the ufc but i think the 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 past with gina and dana okay don't talk about the fight until i'm ready went out there and talked about the fight okay and then the texas that came through obviously like that Whoops. doesn't go away you don't change Whoops. character like you're, you know, promoters <laughs> that when, when people show you who they are, believe them, that kind of thing. So 
That's how it is. I, look, I'm interested in seeing the fight too, John. I would love to. I'd tune in. I'd pay my money. Yeah. I'd pay the pay-per-view. I'd do it all. Like I'm a big Gina Carano fan. But you're not I became be able a to. I became a Ronda fan as, as as when she was in Strike Force and was following her. She lost me a little bit with the finger to Misha, you know, and not shaking hands, that kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of lost me a little bit too. And then especially after the arm, the flipping the off. But then after her career, I love what she's doing now in the WWE. I like that type of stuff. I don't like yeah. the WWE, but I like I like that she's able to branch out and do something else. I'm I'm happy for her. Next. All righty. Uh, John, I'm going to play this uh, clip from the Joe Rogan show. It's just audio clip um, that okay. I recorded yesterday. Um, and I found it very fascinating. And I'd like to get your reaction to uh, Joe's feeling about how judging should take place in MMA. All right. Okay. Here, here we go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Do you have a, do you have like one of those switches on you? It's like a trigger switch. Let me turn that off real quick. Okay. <laughs> go. <laughs> go. All right, Dave, here we go. Ass, Dave, go. Like, by the time we were in like round three, I was having this conversation with Cormier. I was like, who who fucking knows who won? Who knows who's winning this? Because yeah. this He's talking about Carla and Rose, by the way. Okay. This is nothing's happening. Like it's when nothing's happening. This is my number one problem with scoring. The way we have scoring with MMA, that that could either one of those rounds could be a 10-9 round or a round where someone beats someone pretty cleanly. And lands a lot of shots. Could also be a 10-9 round. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Right, right, right. That's great. That's that's a flaw in the scoring system. Time to update the program. Yeah, we need a better system. We don't need boxing system. Mm -hmm. We need something that it, it's like it shouldn't have anything to do with 10-9. It, it should be, there should be a bunch of factors like volume, the amount of strikes, submissions, takedowns. Damage. All the damage, all, all, all that shit added up and it should be a totally different, I mean, we should have scores like 57, 96 for one round, you know, 120 <laughs> for yeah. another round, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Because that's more indicative of what's actually happening in a fight than 10-9. Yeah. But wait, can I go first? Can I go, go first, John? Can go, I go first? Go. Yeah, maybe. First go. off, we're saying that the judging sucks. And it's 10 9, easy numbers. Now you want to mix in 60 42. <laughs> like, you're already mad. 94. You're already mad that they can't do normal math of 10 and 9, uh, well. sometimes a 10 8. Now you're going to give them the opportunity to fuck it up even more? Look, I, I love Joe. Joe has been, he's helped, he's helped this podcast out a lot. He's helped us out a lot. He's give, led us in a lot of directions. Um, I reach out to him all the time. He's always giving me the greatest advice when it comes to stuff. I think that I think I, I agree. We should not. And John and we've continued to say this. If you want to get rid of that system of the 10-9, add the half point system. That's it. Keep it still. It's still a boxing type system, but it's 10-9 and a half. So you only won by a half around. So they can't fuck up the, 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 the adding the scores in the box that much. That's the only thing that I, I would only take away from that, John is the, the each round was so close with the Rose and Carla. It was so close because they didn't do shit. I would also say, give them, start giving them both 10-10s. If it ends up being a fucking 10-10 because they're a draw, because they didn't do what shit. I did. Exactly, exactly. I you scored, have rounds I, I like that. I scored the first round of 10-10. I'm trying to remember. I think I had one or two 10-10s. I was like, no one deserves no. an extra point in that. No one did anything. And it doesn't matter. Oh, she landed one shot. There was no effect in the fight. No one did enough. I gave it 10 tens. But what Joe said is, and, and this is what needs to be, 
everything that he said, he said, you know, it needs to be based upon volume and the submission attempts and the, and the take. It is. That's what the criteria has. You know this now that we've talked forever and stuff. Everything is that the judges are looking at is exactly what he's talking about. And this is why when I say the Carla versus Rose fight, I gave it a 10-10 because there wasn't anything to go on. There wasn't submission attempts. There wasn't volume. There wasn't power. There wasn't anything. And so he's right. No one should get that extra point in that. And that's why the 10-10 is there. It is unfortunate that for the most part, regulatory bodies, commissions have stressed to their judges, we don't like to see 10-10s. And they don't. And I understand why they say it. But there comes certain fights you go, that's a fight. And it's always, every time, Josh, it's the fight that sucks that you could look and see a 10-10. It's not the exciting fight. When you have things going on, there's differences, and you're you're supposed to be good enough to understand those differences of who's getting the better in the fight. But when you have a shitty fight, you can have a 10-10. I wish they would use them more because that that was the first thing that I thought of. That's why I brought it up. It was I was saying that. In that Rose fight, there should have been 10-10s given out. <laughs> there should have been more than one. I think, it's, it, look, one kick, one punch. one You know, it's like one air punch, one air kick. Like, it was well, really it, that shitty. And this, <laughs> and this is the, the sad part when you look at it. And it's when, when Rose did her interview with the media afterwards, and we talk all the time about, and you, you know, you very, I said, look, fighters, for the most part, they don't understand the criteria. It's unfortunate they don't. They should. And it was real clear that she didn't understand the criteria because she said, look at my defense. How do I not get credit for that? It's very clear in the criteria. You get zero credit for defense. Defense allows you to stay in the fight. Everything within MMA is offensive based. Your offense will determine whether you win that fight. And when you don't have offense, you can't win the fight. That's It, it yeah. should be that Every fighter knows that, but it's clear that even a champion of the world in Rose Namajunas didn't clearly understand that. Because I've said this a thousand times. Fighters don't know the fucking rules or the scoring <laughs> system. They don't, no, they don't. know. Yeah. I fought I fought longer than a majority of people that I know. John, I don't know shit. I knew, like, don't grab the fence. I poke what was my time <laughs> that I got fence. to recover. Growing shots. Like, I, I knew all these things. You know, it's like, but you, those are the things you care about. You don't know, oh, if I get need in round three, you know, versus round four and a half, you know, do I get to do I get the win or not? Like, those are the things you, you don't know. You have fighters all the time looking up. Look, to get back on the scoring system, I think you give more 10-10s because it's usually, like you said, with the fights that suck. Okay, and in that fight, Rosen and uh, Carla, the fight sucked. So mm-hmm. give him a 10-10. Okay, on yep. top of that, the half the half point scoring system. That's as far as I would go because now those rounds that were close, and then now you want you're only winning by a half half point. Yeah, you can, it makes you it can make a differential them. in that. Yeah, and it, yep. it comes down to this: is as, you know, I'm going to use Aljamain Sterling. He didn't get careful, 10-8. John. Careful, John. I don't no, want Aljamain to start good. bashing us again. <laughs> I'm not bashing Jeez. him. He, he finally, get... he's finally, he's finally left us alone. His ego's finally <laughs> tucked away up in his asshole. He's finally left us alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. Second, the second round of his fight with Peter Yan, he didn't get one ten eight, and I was like, 
you know, okay, I if you look at the criteria and stuff, but it's definitely a 1085. And so it shows the difference if you can give that. And you look at the first round, whoever won that, it wasn't 10-9, it was 10-9-5. Nah. You know, and the, there there is differences in, the, in what that half point will do for you. But yeah. it's getting the people that uh, have the true power in the sport to acquiesce and come along on the ride. Yeah, because 10-9 is... Ten nines like dinosaur shit, man. Like when you can only throw, you know, yeah, just two hands. It's easy to judge. But when you have yeah. wrestling, judo, it's sambo, not even easy to judge sweeps, with, in boxing. Yeah, it's you're right. You're right. It's not. I just I think it'd be, it would make more sense if people understood, like in the rose fight or any fights that are close rounds. Instead of saying like when you have a good fight, oh the round was close. Who do I give it to? Give it a half point. Neither one yeah. dominated the round, but it was so close that still keeps the other fighter in it especially in a three-round fight situation. A whole point is a lot to give up in three rounds. you know. And so I look at it as if you give a half point, says, okay, look, that round was close. I lost it by a half point. I can make that up by winning this round convincingly. Boom, yep. back on track. Yep. I, I think it's a good idea. And I, I understand what Joe is saying. And I, I love the fact that he he's, keeps bringing this up because there does need to be a change. We need to have a change outside of boxing. We are not boxing. We don't have just one and two hands to throw. We've got a ton of weapons to throw. Elbows, knees. We talked about this earlier on the show. Got You've got knees to the body, knees to the head. You've got elbows. You've got wrestling. you got judo. you got throws. you got so many different ways to win this fight. It's not boxing. Let's not let's not pretend this is this is like a boxing scoring as, system. As simple as it gets, Josh, we you know we, we did earlier on the show. I said, look, you got two tools, right hand, left hand, two targets. MMA, 14 and 12. Jeez. Big difference. Yeah, that's a lot. All right, next one. All right, let's hop into this next story here. Uh, Luke Rockhold's return is imminent, and he talked about recently, like, uh, stuff he'd gone through. Josh, I'm sure you're in the loop on this. Uh, he talked about um, how um, a breakup and an abortion he had in his previous relationship messed him up. Uh, and basically, you know, changed the switch in him. He, after the Super Bowl, he got off alcohol and um, and basically got on track. And he's, you know, he he talked about like getting on the path back to the world title. And um, just wanted to get your reaction there. And I without getting political, yeah, I just talked to him yesterday. Um, if you got, if you guys are listening, uh, Luke's going to be with me on Fight Companion this week, uh, this weekend. So, um, do not give him to- a drink there. No, no, he doesn't. He hasn't drank in six months. I know. Don't you try no, to force no, him? No, 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 he, no. He already t- no because we um because uh, Brendan offered to send him a, a vehicle, like a car, to pick him up and bring him, so he didn't have to because he thought maybe he was would have a drink. You know, he said he'd have to drink and drive. And he goes, he goes, no, I haven't drank in six months, man. I'm good, man. I was like, hey, and I've noticed. Here's the thing: if you follow him on social media, he's always got his fucking shirt off. It's fucking intimidating me. Okay, I hate it, but. <laughs> He's, he's my boy, man. So I'm like, bro, I, I come here to see how you're training, not your body. Come on, calm down, Ralph Lauren. Calm down. He's so great, man. Like he, I see what he's doing. And you have you guys, he's a he's a he's one of those guys, he's a desired taste. You have to get to know him to understand him and be around him. He's so fun. He's such a good guy. He's got a big heart. He's He's a, he's a lot of good things, you know, and um, and I love this about him because, you know, him and I used to tear it up out in the towns, whether it was Vegas or wherever it was, L.A., Costa Mesa. It didn't matter wherever we hung out, Newport didn't matter. 
we always yeah. had a blast. The guy's a great guy to be out with and, and and interact with and be around friends with. But the fact that he's not drinking, the fact that you know he never did drugs, but he the fact that he's not drinking, that's huge. That's huge Big. for him. And yeah. his life has changed dramatically. And for him to come up and say this and speak about it, he's a better man than a lot of people. Because if, yep. if it fucked him up, then and it's getting this is him getting off his chest. I'm happy for him, man. Because Luke's not someone to really speak out about a lot of things. You know, he'll talk to you a little bit, maybe one on one. But the fact that he said this publicly, I tip my hat to him. I'm glad he's making changes, and I can see it in his his mitt work, his training sessions, his the way he's got. You know, he went and bought a plunge for the, his backyard. He went and bought a sauna for his backyard. He's got yoga classes now in his backyard. That he's just constantly working on himself, taking care of his body, taking care of himself mentally. I think I'm happy for him, man, because this is what he needs. This, he's a young, talented. I know he's not super young. but No, he, he's not young he's, anymore. He's not young anymore, but I mean, I still look no. at him like a little brother. He's a good kid. He's a really good kid. He's got a big heart, like I said. So I'm happy yeah, for him. He, he is a good person, and he's he's someone. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a way, but I loved I loved his interview. with It was Mike Bone that you know was interviewing him. It's hard for hard for you to talk about the the things that are personal, and that was a personal thing. And a lot of people look at abortion and they sit there and they don't realize it, it can affect more than just the woman. It can affect the man too. And he wanted that kid, and yeah. someone made a decision that he had no ability to stop. And you know that's that's just the way the world works. But the fact that he's able to talk about it, get through it, I love. You know, it's it's funny because you know his. His downfall in fighting started with the loss to Bisping, you know, and that was Jason Perillo. And Jason Perillo was the one that saw some of the flaws in what Luke would do. Look at who Luke is, is training with. Yep. Yep. He's training with Jason and Jason's great, great trainer. And he's having fun with all those guys down at Ruka. He's getting in good rounds. I hear nothing but great things about everyone loves him there now. And Hey, if you can get all of that stuff that you were carrying and, you know, get it off your back, you know, put it out there. There's going to be people that, that, you know, tell you, Hey man, love what you said. There's going to be people that people that criticize you because that's people, you know, yeah. doesn't matter how right you are, or how good you did something. Someone's going to find something wrong with it. I think this is great for Luke. He's going to be able to focus on just being who he is when he goes into that cage against Paulo Costa and look, we all know what Luke can do when he's on. He was yeah. phenomenal at one time in his career. Yeah. He was so good. That dude throws the best question mark kick of anybody I've ever seen. It's so damn Every time I watch it, I go, yeah. shit, I, do, I would not want him to throw that because I would miss it and it would yep. smack me in the head. Yep. You know, he's got unbelievable talent. It's just a matter of getting all the things together that he needs to. And I think he has, I think he's doing well and goddamn, God bless him. Yeah. He's a good person, you know? And, uh, if you guys, like I said, he'll be joining us on fight Cape and Saturday night. So it'll be me, Brandon and him. And there's another, uh, another person on, I'm not sure Callan's there because of, uh, I think he's doing a show in Omaha. I think Omaha. Oh, so Omaha, but, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a fun time, man. It's gonna be great seeing him. I haven't seen him in a while. I think it's been probably six months. So I've seen him. He's traveling back and forth. He likes to spend the weekends here in, in or not here, but in Costa Mesa, you know. So he comes back and forth. He's at, out at uh, Sanford MMA right now for his camp, and then he comes back on Friday. And he goes back, I think, on Mondays or Sunday nights. So it'll be nice to have him, uh, have him there and, uh, and and chat it up with him a little bit. 
Uh, what else there? You got a, what else? Uh, so we'll wrap up on this one, uh, and it's back to Max Holloway, who's fighting this weekend. He's talking about, after this fight, potentially going up to lightweight because he sees some interesting fights up there. So A, is he counting himself out this, this weekend? And B, uh, is it is it wise to be going up to 55? This I don't Volkanovsky, think he's right? counting. I don't think he's counting. What's that? It's Volkan- this is Volkanovski, right? Not Max? It's, going no, to it's Max. Max. Oh, it's Max. Max. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's counting himself out of any fight. That's not what Max does, and Max truly believes in himself as a fighter. I look and say, you know, should he go up to lightweight? No. It, it and, and there's multiple aspects to this. I will tell you the first time. Well, and this is, I understand why he would based upon weight. Yeah, he does cut a lot of weight. A ton the of first weight. time that when I did his fight against uh, Jose Aldo, Max weighed in at 145 pounds on the nose, has to for a championship fight. Weighs in at 145. Night of the fight, 178. Jesus. Jesus. Bigger than you were when you were fighting at When I would weight. walk around. <laughs> That's bigger yeah. than my walk around weight. Okay. 178. John, That's a huge difference. I'm 178 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so I understand, you know, weight wise, I can understand it. And if it's, you know, hey, the cut's getting to you or anything like that, totally understand it. If he could stay where he's at, I think there's too many good fights for him still in the featherweights. But, you know, if it's based upon, you know, I'm having a hard time making this weight, totally understand it. Do it. He's getting older. Yep. You know, he's not old, but he's not old. I'm not trying to. No, he's not yeah. old. It's just that he, I look at it a couple different ways, and I'm going to be honest. If he beats Volkanovski, he's like, I ain't giving you another shot. I'm running. I'm going <laughs> to the weight class above. I'm out of here. You're never getting I'm your getting redemption. The, I'm getting the hell out now. <laughs> well played. Well played, my friend. Uh, and Volkanovski's been talking about going up, too. He's like, you know, I might challenge yes. myself and go up. I mean, if that was the case. So if he wanted to get it back, he could go up and chase Max if that was the case. The other thing. Is that because he fought at, at lightweight before against Dustin, and there was talk of him fighting Khabib? He had a hard to he, he missed weight, or he wasn't going to make weight because he had some yeah, yeah. some issues um, with that fight. That fight didn't happen. Then he fought Dustin. He didn't he didn't give him his body enough time to adjust to carrying the weight and training at that weight. That's why I think yeah. that he had a hard time with Dustin. No, don't, I'm not trying to take anything away from Dustin and the way he beat him, but I look at it that way. I think if Max because Max looked a little slower in that fight. Uh, the output wasn't what it was when he was when he fights at uh, featherweight, which is common. When you go up in weight, the output maybe not be as much, but his speed also didn't look like it translated as much, which it should have. Which it um, should have. So I yeah. think, yeah, which I think over time of him learning how to train by carrying that extra weight, I think will be key. Him going up, I'm not against it, especially as he's getting older and the weight cut. Um, so I'd like to see that eventually happen, but he, I want to see him take the time to get up in the weight class. He's yeah. going to have to take six months, eight months, maybe, maybe even a full year to put the weight on, get it down, put it on, get it down, you know, and get used to training with that weight. Get in hard sessions. Go through a full camp at that weight and not have to or worry about. at the about, weight that you're going to fight at. Yeah, at the weight you're going to fight at. If you're going to walk around at 178, that's fine. Train at 178 and whatever weight you're going to fight at. Okay, that you'll find out what your weight is, what your training weight is. Never fight above that weight. So if you're used to training at 178, 
and then you make weight and you go back up to 178, so be it. Because I'll tell you this, everyone talked about Khabib and Islam and those guys, right? They, They cut a ton of weight. They cut a ton. When they come to camp, they're big. But as the camp goes on, they're two weeks out, they shrink a lot. But when they, they finally make weight, by the time they fight, though, they're not really above any more than like 180, 182, 184, somewhere in there. 78 to 84 is kind of their love weight. You know, like you hear fighters all the time at heavyweight, DC and Kane. DC like to be like 241, 240, 241. Kane like to be 238. He'd like to be 235, 238. Stipe talked about it as well. When he fought DC the second time, his weight was down. He felt a lot better and he performed a lot better. Yep. Those are the type of that like fighters need to find whatever weight they feel comfortable at training at. And then when they weight their weight, go back to the weight that they were training at. Because you don't want to train with any even one pound. Carry around one pound like this, you know, in your hand, a one pound dumbbell. It's not gonna last long. It gets heavy. You think it's it's it gets heavy within two, three minutes, you're like, shit, man, this is a lot. Imagine carrying that all across your body for five rounds of 25 minutes of fighting. If you put on more weight than you're used to training with, that extra two, three, four pounds that you put on, that's more weight your body's not used to carrying throughout that fight, especially in a five-round fight. A five rounds of 25 minutes of an extra three or four pounds on your body? Yeah, screw that. I can, I can see what Max is doing. I like the idea. Win the title. Run to lightweight. Volkanovski, see you later, buddy. I beat you. Live with that. Great job, Max. Holloway uh, out. <laughs> all the way out. All right, guys. Hey, that's going to wrap up our weighing in show. We're out of here. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed our weighing in on the odds. Make sure if you guys play some bets, show us your bets, man. Send us, post us a tweet or post us, a, you know, tell us who you took, what you put down. Let us know if you use mybookie.ag. I want to appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. And uh, enjoy these fights this weekend, man. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Tell us, John. Hey, let's let us go. Some. Before John wraps it, so, um, you know, obviously uh, we have our t-shirts on weighinginterjections.com, but make sure you guys tune in for the, the little rebranding of Weighing Interjection this week, which is uh, tomorrow. Um, and oh, you guys yeah. will see we have, a, we have a new show with new artwork, and the new artwork will be available on a t-shirt starting when that show drops tomorrow, Thursday. So and who did that artwork? Rebellion Rebellion artwork, right, on Instagram? Yeah, Rebel Lion artwork. Oh, Rebel Lion, but, sorry. Um, <laughs> Rebel Rebellion, Lion. I like that. Rebellion. I would have said the same. I think it is a play yeah. on words. Rebel yeah. Lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is a play yeah. on words. Rebellion, I like that. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right, well, hey, you guys can check it out. Ooh, uh, look at that. Sh- I know, it is pretty cool. I like it. It's, it's a little throwback to us old people. Well, we John are. never John never played video games, but I I did. I, this is the only, this is the very first video game I really ever. Oh, not like outside of Nintendo, Mario Bros. and stuff, but like actually played paid a quarter to ever play was this game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, check that out. And uh, podcast Dave's gonna throw up a little uh, picture so you guys can get an idea Ooh, on yeah. this show here. And uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy the show. John, take us away. For everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the fights. Be sure to watch all of them because we have to. We will see you later. Bye.